So for 30 years or so, I was actually a TV host, anchor, producer, reporter. Worked in the that TV That makes movement. sense. You're like, oh, he's a crazy TV person Love now. It. <laughs> um, and, and I coached as part of that. People would come on TV. I would coach them about their marketing, how to help them get their branding and their messaging and, and how to get that across to people and, and you know, get effective like that. So that was yeah. sort of my basic, my, my foundation in marketing and talking to people through like the lens of TV. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast, to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, you guys might need a seatbelt for this conversation. And I only say that because it is full speed. It's so much fun. I love when I have someone on the show that can match my pace. I'm like, all right, let's go. Darren Adams is in the house today and I've been connected to him. You'll get to hear how through the grapevine, but he is an award-winning marketing expert and he has coached thousands of businesses on how to build connections with their audiences. And I can surely see how he builds connection, one of which is just energetic alignment. Uh, But he really believes that all success starts with relationship and it's apparent here. And he's gonna tell you how and what type of relationship and how to build off of those through automation. So this might, you might be like, wait, no, this isn't for me. Er, skirt, move, stop. No, don't pause this episode. I am telling you, if you are a founder, an innovator, a trailblazer, if you are an entrepreneur, meaning you work inside of a company and you want to bring high level wisdom and high level information, information and wisdom, applied knowledge, okay? That's you taking this show, presenting it, and then applying it. You are going to be way more wise. You're going to be way more marketable. You're going to be a way more effective leader by knowing this information that's inside of this podcast, okay? He is a vocalist connected to sales and marketing operations and automation for Keep. And so you can go to ta at keep.com and send him an email. Um, There are also all the show notes and stuff below, but wild and so much fun. Like I could geek out on this stuff, as you can tell by my energy here and throughout the show. Uh, but I know the power of marketing automation and email mar- uh, marketing automation through my company and what it's done with us for the last five years. It's one of the fundamental things that we teach our entrepreneurs. And so it is not a hocus pocus, will this work? It's a hocus pocus, put it into action and the miracles will happen. It's like trusting in God versus trusting in the hocus pocus. Okay. The hocus pocus ain't going to do nothing for you, but God has you and he has a plan connected to your growth. And you have to realize that by applying the knowledge. So you're going to hear how to do it here and get connected. I'm so excited to hear your before and after this episode in your business, because there's going to be a before I didn't do email marketing and an after Holy smokes, look at me go now. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I pray that you will take one extra moment, leave a review for us, share it out, tag it to any of your entrepreneurial friends. This matters. It really matters. It's like, go the extra mile for a friend today. And that friend be me. I'm asking. I love you. I thank you. I appreciate you. And I hope that you enjoy this show. Chat soon. 
Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness podcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. All right. I am so excited to have my friend Darren here. We've been quote unquote hypothetical friends through email marketing for quite a while now. And then today it literally secures it as official. And interestingly enough, he is a marketing expert. So he knows that it works because here we are today, almost a year later. So Darren, I am so thrilled for people to learn from you today, but also selfishly for me to have this time together with you and get to know you more. I am excited. It's like, like you mentioned, we've been talking, going back and forth, and I, and I felt, I felt like we knew each other, and all of a sudden you popped up and we're like, oh wait a minute, we don't really know each other. It's we just true. Know and now we actually know each other. And it's so crazy because tonality in and of itself, right? We know this as marketing people and putting communication out into the world. I also know this as like a sibling and a friend that my text tone is very different than my like, hey, what's going on kind of tone and my play and the energy that I bring. Um, And I can already sense that from you as well. And so I don't want anyone to take you or me out of context today as we just share authentically uh, who we we are. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, you, like, all those things you just said, that with an exclamation point behind it, because that, that yes. So, like, you can so, you can feel, so, so often we just boil things down into society, we don't have time for everything, and we just have time for the words and the text or whatever like that, without actually feeling yeah. the feeling that goes behind that. So that's why I'm excited we get to do this. That's so good. And it's funny, like, now I can see why Ramon is a center point to our friendship. <laughs> If you guys don't know, my community knows Ramon Ray actually pretty well, so I shouldn't say that they don't know, but maybe you're listening for the first time and you don't know who Ramon Ray is, but he was the one who was the super connector that put us in contact, and I'm grateful for him, but we all have this electric energy. I can't imagine us all being in the same room. It would probably have a joy bomb would go off. So you guys are in for a treat today, and Darren, we're excited to learn, like I said, from you, and I'll tell you your like, testimony, or I won't tell you your testimony because you know your testimony. testimony. I'll share your bio. Uh, later with the community when I get off, but I want people to hear a bit about you and I want it to be from your lens rather than just the bio format. So would you share a bit about how you became an award-winning marketing expert, how you have coached thousands of people in business and growth and even this concept of of communication that we were speaking to? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I know there's so many things I want to share right now, just as you were saying, I want to tell that, I want to tell that, I want to tell that. (laughs) Let's go. Um, let me. So for 30 years or so, I was actually a TV host, anchor, producer, reporter. Worked in the that TV. That makes sense. You're like, oh, he's a crazy TV person. Now. It. <laughs> um, and and I coached as part of that. People would come on TV. Yeah. I would coach them about their marketing, how to help them get their branding and their messaging, and and how to get that across to people, and and you know get effective like that. So that was yeah. sort of my basic, my my foundation in marketing and talking to people through like the lens of TV. Now I'll tell you a quick little transition story. After 30 some odd years in TV, I finally decided it was time for me to leave and to go and just, I'm just going to be a speaker, professional yeah. keynote speakers and stuff. I had a very good friend who I knew from TV and she said, I'm doing an event. I have a three day event. Come to my event and, and you'll learn some amazing stuff. And I went to her event and I, it was a little, I don't know. I didn't even know what they were talking about. And, and, and I was sitting there and then all of a sudden this guy got up and he started talking about real a lot of the a lot of the event had been a little bit of a little bit more woo woo than i was used to yeah and i think guys are a little more concrete and not as woo woo yes, and yes. so 
Anyway, this guy got up and he started talking about marketing and email marketing and follow-up and all this stuff. And I'm like, I love what this guy's doing. I love his job. I love this company he's talking about. I love the messaging. I want this job. Is. I want to do what he does. <laughs> I want his job. I want to work for this company. I didn't know his boss happened to be sitting at the vent as well in the back of the room. And he saw me and he recognized me from TV and he said, do you know who that is? He's talking to his other colleagues. That's Darren Adams from TV. I wish we could get him to work for us at Keep. So it's like, it was like God put us all in the right places. I never would have been there otherwise. And so... That's incredible. That just is a fun little seed out the gate, right? For people to realize, like, I think the desire of your heart is met and sometimes so quickly, right? Now, I know there are those who are listening, they're like, no, my desire has been, you know, for 10 years, a decade, 20 years. God has not come through for me that fast. But it was like all of the pieces came together. And the forefront of that conversation was that you said yes to support a friend, regardless if you were going selfishly for an outcome or not, you said yes to get in the room. And I am really passionate about getting in the room with people because you truly have no idea what to anticipate. And you were already in this career shift time. So it's cool that like your idea, God was like, let me make that a little bit bigger, a little bit better and present you an opportunity that you couldn't have asked for. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's the whole thing. Cause then I was thinking I'm going this <laughs> path and then God's thinking like, I don't think so. I have something else so in mind good. for you. So let me let me arrange a few puzzle pieces here and then show you this is a, a little better path for you. So even though I had no intentions of doing that, yeah. it all fell in place and got well, interestingly, so now- and I'd be curious to hear your perspective on this from a TV host perspective. Um, I'm like I'm thinking about some of the people that I know and also people like big like Dr. Phil and Oprah. Do they consider themselves an entrepreneur? Like, did you consider yourselves as the host an entrepreneur? No. Okay. No. I never considered myself. I considered myself coaching entrepreneurs because many times these people would they say, yeah. like, hey, I've, I've got this business. I'm trying to get some exposure, some marketing. I'm like, okay, yeah. come on TV. I'll help you. I'll, I'll do a story on you, whatever that might be. Cool. They were entrepreneurs, but I never considered myself an entrepreneur. And although I supported entrepreneurs, I actually... I don't think deep down inside I was really yeah. an entrepreneur at heart. Yeah. I, I think sometimes that takes a while to grow into it until you realize, oh, no, I guess I, I, I kind of am. Yeah. I was still very much in the mentality of I work for a TV station, yeah. I work for a corporation, I work for uh, th- these other people, and I'm just doing what they tell me to do, but I'm helping entrepreneurs. And then as I shifted and did like, right. oh, I'm, now I sort of, although I'm not, well, I have some stuff I do, entrepreneurial <laughs> stuff. But, okay, but, okay. And, yeah, because, well, let's just say like who this parent company is that kind of attracted you from the forefront. And I think it's neat that a corporation or an entity such as this, this might sound really boring to some people, right? Like they're like, you were attracted to somebody talking about email marketing and communication, like conversations over. For me, it ignites me so much because like we said in the forefront of this conversation, it's a way to connect with someone through the interworld web, right? Across the world, but to be able to communicate in a fashion that also allows me to sleep and can be automated. So the company is Keep, K-E-A-P.com. And I actually didn't know anything about it until Ramon introduced me to it. So I'm excited to hear more about it from a firsthand user and also a speaker and an advocate for it. Yeah. Um, And Keep at the time was known as Infusionsoft. And it's shifted and it's changed and and has grown. And he was talking about Keep. And and I'm with you. I mean, it's like, it's sort of like tech. I'm like, I don't like tech. But then you realize that that tech allows you to build greater relationships and greater friendships and follow up like you never would otherwise. Because I have, I have such good intentions. I meet someone at an event, like, oh, let's do something. Let's, let's find something we can work together. Let me buy your stuff. You buy whatever like that. I have great ideas. And then I go home and I forget all about that. Yeah, yeah. And then all that stuff just goes out. And all these things, because I mean, we, we can we can speak a different language here because that we can't all the time. But God puts people in your place. And you think, oh, good, this is a connection. This is something I can do. And then you forget it. And God's thinking like, what, what are you doing? I, I, I lined things up for you and you squandered and, and you didn't do it. So as much as I hate, I, I hate to even talk about the word tech because then people think it's so techy. Yeah, sure, and sure, sure. But this is simply 
a tool, a way to do follow-up and automate things so you can develop those relationships and you can follow up and you, you can encourage partnerships and you can do amazing stuff that you would never be able to do if you're just doing it all on your own. And that's what, that's what Keep allows people to do. And that's when I was sitting there, I'm like, yes, I, I, I didn't like the fact that he was talking tech. I just like, I like this message. I like that they support yeah. entrepreneurs. I like the stuff they facilitate. That's what I fell in love with. That's what I wanted to be a part of. So good. And it's just an extension of the career that you're already leading. So it's just like, God using all of that stuff for good, but just shifting it into a new parallel, new paradigm, if you will. Um, one of the things I was thinking about, and you mentioned it briefly, like people don't like to hear tech. Um, and entrepreneurs often, they get stuck in the tech. They get stuck in the minutia of it. They get stuck in the overwhelm of it. They get stuck in the, um, even the limiting belief before they even touch the tech that Keep has created a lot of ease too. And they say, I'm bad at tech. Or they say, ah, I don't need that. I'm just going to stay away from that tech. And yet we know that at least in America, 99.9% of people carry around a computer with them that they use tech on 99.9% of their day. And yet they're hindering something on the other end of that simply because of the idea of it. Can you help unpack that a bit and how there really is a lot of simplicity to it when we, it uses, like we're the user, it doesn't use us. And I think people get burnt by it thinking it's using me and I'm run dry. Yeah, I, I think people have this this like mental block thing when you talk tech and like, oh, I, I'm not techie. I can't figure out how to do something. And then they tell themselves they're not techie. Yeah. And uh, see, I hate even talking tech here because then people who are not techie, they're going, oh, he's talking tech. I'm switching that off. I'm not listening to that guy. Please don't. Don't. This is important. Because that's the whole thing. You, we all embrace tech every single day. Yep. We just choose what tech we want to embrace. Yep. Like, you know, like defrosting something in the microwave. That's tech. But we've decided we, we need to be able to do that. And so we do that. Or, or, or just operating a phone. Yep. The computer, and we've learned. Guess what? We've seen now. You make. I'm jumping around here right now. You've gotten me so excited. Same wavelength. We we choose to do that. Embrace that tech, and we do it because we decided this is this is a tool. This is a resource that I want to have. I want to be able to text my family. I want to be able to send a photo of my child to someone. I want to defrost the chicken breast, all that kind of stuff. And so we decide, I want this outcome. So I'm going to learn this little bit of tech. Mm -hmm. And so that is exactly what it is. If, If you just decide, I want to grow my business. I want to have better relationships. I want to follow up with people. I want to make more money. I want to grow and do all the things and and expand and have the influence that I really know that I can and that God put in my heart to do this. Then guess what? You just need to embrace a little check and you just say, I'm I'm not going to get wigged out. I'm not going to say, oh, I can't do that check. You're just going to say, how can I do? What are some things that I can do? Because it is not... If, if, if you had to do, when I mentioned it, we used to be called Infusionsoft. If you had to yeah. do Infusionsoft 10 years ago when I started, it, it would have been overwhelming and it yeah. would have been, it is simple and easy. You just pick a template, you drag and drop, you insert a photo, you type your things in, you say when you want something to happen. Um, and it's, I, I, I don't want to say it's, it's like as easy as making mac and cheese or whatever, <laughs> but, but you just decide, I'm going to do this and you'll yeah. learn it. And then, yeah. you, and then you reap the benefits from it. Well, it's interesting because it's no different than learning communication or learning branding or learning how to use a new app when it comes out, right? We just had threads unlock from Instagram and it's like, what do I do with this thing? How do I do this thing? And this is how you do it. And within 24 hours, there are experts on threads. It's banana. I'm like, how do they become an expert? It just came out. (laughs) But you're an expert in communication from your career prior to. You're an expert in training. You're an expert in marketing. I think another thing that people get confused by and limited by, so tech, but then the second thing that you're really good at is sales. People are like, I'm going to backpedal, keep me away from that. I hate sales. You hear people say that all the time. Help us, Darren. Oh, you know, know, I, I, I hate it when you even say that because I, I feel I feel the pain that you're talking about there uh, because I used to be like that. Yeah. And I, I, I understand it. I worked in TV stations and I remember I had, a, I had multiple general managers come to me and say, would you, would you think about working in sales? I'm like, no, I don't want to work in sales. I'm, I'm a TV weatherman. I'm a, I'm a talk show I'm host. I'm the face wanna... of the show, people. <laughs> I don't want right. to sell anything. Right. I don't want to go out and sell to the car dealership and sell to the whatever office supply store. Yep. That's not what I do. Because in my mind, in my mind, 
sales was talking someone into doing something they didn't want to, to do. Yep. And, and so I had that in my mind. And these general manager people would say, they make several times the income that you make. I mean, the, the, the highest paid people in the building are the people in the sales department. Yep. They're not the people who are on air. I'm like, no, but this is what I do. That I, I, I don't want to do sales. Um, and then I flash forward and I'm like, what? I'm in sales. How did that happen? <laughs> um, but, but, and, and, here's, and here's how it happened. Because I finally realized you're, you're not talking someone into doing something they don't want to do. You are solving a problem for someone mm. and you, were, you are making their wish come true. I mean, if I think about, oh, you know, like I have a suit I love to wear. I still remember the time I walked into the store and I, I, I want the best suit. And he's like, oh, this is it. I fell in love with this suit. And he solved my problem. I loved him for that, for helping me get it. Right. Or I wanted a car or I even just went to a restaurant and wanted to know what to order. And the guy's like, hey, I got it. Here's my recommendation. Yes. Those, that was all sales. And yes. they were helping me solve a problem. And I loved them for that. They weren't trying to talk me into doing something I didn't want to do. They were solving a problem and, and it just happened to involve a transaction of funds, but we have transactions of funds every single day. We don't mind doing that. So I, I remember I was, I was speaking once. So I teach people about marketing automation and yep. then I give them an opportunity if they want to use keep as the tool to help them do that. That's an amazing thing. And so a person was, uh, one of my colleagues was watching me for the first time. It was early on. I said, how did I do? And she said, it was, it was really good, except I could tell when you got to the point where you were pitching, when you were yep. selling yep. and it sort of just, it changed the feeling a little bit and it just seemed a little awkward. And I'm like, well, yeah, because now all of a sudden, instead of me getting them excited, now I'm asking them for money and I'm trying to do this. And that's, and that's what everybody, that's what everyone has a strange thing about sales because we like, Oh no, here I'm asking them for money. But <laughs> then I realized I had to go back and say, no, I'm just solving a problem. And so I actually literally, when I do a presentation will frequently say, when I get to the, the sales part, I say, now here is my favorite part of the whole day because here's now is when I get to grant your wishes. Now I get to give you an opportunity to do all the things I just showed you. And this is what I'm most excited about. And I literally started saying that and then it made me excited about it again. Yeah, like, I, get, I mean, I'm like, yeah, we talk about Ramon and Ramon gets excited. I am the same way. And now I literally get excited. How many times have I said literally here? I, I get excited. <laughs> about sales because I am solving problems for people. And if it's not right for them, then it's not right for them. And that's okay. Maybe it'll be right some, but I'm not offended by that. If it's right for someone, you need the solution I've got, then I want to get that solution yeah. to you. And I want to make the best way I possibly can and make you so happy for it. And now, now when we talk about sales like this, now people should say like, oh yeah, I look forward to sales. Sales is great. I'm looking forward to the day. I, I used to think, um, I, I used to, Friday used to be my favorite day of as ever, sure, you know, the week. And now I look forward to Mondays because Mondays is like, not just for sales, but now we get to do something. We get to start, we get to start being productive. Things yeah. are going to happen. We're going to grant wishes. We're going to change the world. And that happens through sales. That's good. I have never heard it through. I get to grant wishes. It's like the make a wish foundation, right? They're doing it differently, but it's so true because especially as entrepreneurs, I was just training for two and a half hours and there were several entrepreneurs on the call and they all have problems. And I gave them like a zoom poll, right? To say like, why are you here? What's your biggest struggle? And there was like nine options for biggest struggle. And a majority of all of them had the response that they need clarity, right? They just need to be clear. Another one was they need systems and operations, right? And so clarity and systems and operations comes in obviously activation of, but it also comes in the connection of what problem are you solving? What grant are like, what wish are you granting? But then it's the follow up side, which is how Keep supports and what you're really passionate about is the automation of. This is where people get stuck and they're like, I have so much to do. Talk to us through like your excitement towards automation connected to marketing, connected to communication, all of those pieces. Yeah, I, um, and, and I'm, I'm, I'll try not to get too techy here, but, but I, I might. Anyway, it, it, there's nothing wrong with tech. Why should I apologize? There's for not. Me? I love it. I actually am quite a tech geek. People don't know this about me. I built my okay. own app. Like I love stuff like that. Yeah, great. Oh, I was going to say something. Now. I totally forgot the first part of what I was going to say. But um, the I, I think the whole the whole point is is connecting people. We've found that the businesses that that are the most successful, the ones that really grow 
the ones that really take off. Now, as I'm saying that, and, and all these listeners, I want, I'm watching whatever. I want you to think: Am I like that kind of a person? Am I, am I a business that really wants to grow exponentially? If you just want to grow very, very slowly, or you want to maintain the status quo, then I, maybe I'm not talking to you. But if you want to grow and be serious about your growth, the businesses that do that are the ones that can automate their marketing mm-hmm. because you will never be able to grow exponentially unless you automate your marketing. Yeah. And and people, it's just a matter of following up. It's, uh, it's remembering to reach out and to nurture people. Yeah. And you, you don't do that because you forget or you don't have any system in place. Yep. But if you can have a system, that's all systems and operations. If you can get a system, then you don't, you don't even have to worry about forgetting because it's all happening. So case in point, maybe you have a, um, um, maybe you do a presentation, you speak on a podcast, you, you, you do a webinar, you do something like that. Maybe you just have a land, maybe you just have like a website or someone listens to you, they hear you, they have some kind of exposure to you. Um, they, they stumble across you on your website, someone direct, whatever it is, you direct them to a landing page or a form on your website. And then you say, I've got a great offer. I've got a great present I'd like to give to you. Just enter your name in. So now someone's entering their name and email in there. This is what we call automated lead capture. Now you've got that person and they're automatically tucked into your database. Your database is now growing because every time you speak, every time you go out, now that list continues to grow. Now your database is growing. That doesn't, you can have the biggest database in the world, but unless you're doing something with that database, right? Nothing happens. So true. So so now we're going to have an automated drip campaign or a nurture campaign. You're a, a sequence. So maybe uh, you, you, whatever you send them, you send some free gift of something. So for the next four days, you're going to send one email a day. That just keeps them warmed up. It keeps them going. And then whatever the next step is, you've gotten them something free. And now maybe you want them to buy some low cost entry level something or, or join your program or buy your membership or do something. So now you send them another few emails on that. And that just happens. And maybe some of them buy that. And then you have the next step. And you just map out in your mind, what are the things that I want them to do? What are the steps? I have my my free thing. I've got my low-cost tripwires, we call it. Uh, Maybe a low-cost, another entry. Maybe whatever. Maybe you're going to get them to some $1,000 or $10,000 offer. Now, that happens by you simply building what we call a campaign or a sequence or a funnel, and that just sends those emails out, sends four emails out. Maybe the next week, it's going to send two emails. Maybe the week after that, it'll start a different thing. But that's the follow-up that you will never be able to do on your own. But if you can build that into a sequence, the automation that, that just happens without you thinking. So now you literally just do a webinar or do a podcast or do something. And now everything's running in the background. People are coming in. They're automatically getting emails. They're moving along that little sequence. Some are buying. Some are signing up. Some are saying, yeah, do this and take an action. And you don't have to do anything with that. That's the magic of automation. I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, She spoke on a stage, a virtual event. And she said, I got this free blah, blah, blah. And she had like 400 people all sign up. Yep. They all went to the thing. They signed up. They got the automated follow-up, all the nurtures. So there were there were links to schedule an appointment on her calendar and to buy something else. So now all of a sudden her calendar is completely full for three weeks. She has people buying courses and she made she made ten to twenty thousand dollars just by having the follow-up built into that's what automated marketing is all about. That's how you that's oh, see now you're you get me too excited. I'm getting excited about the tech. But that's the tech that makes dreams come true. So good. And I think uh, for me, we have like a lot of different ways that people can come in as well. Like you mentioned the summit, you mentioned a live stage, you've mentioned you just being out and about with people, you mentioned the podcast. And to know that people can come into your list or your nurture or your sequence or all of those things, lots of different ways, but then they're ultimately nurtured for the most part in a similar way. But if you have something where you're like, man, I think that they would be most interested in podcasting because I'm talking about my podcast and they might want a podcast. I'm going to put that in the forefront. You get to curate that in the forefront of the design, which then allows the follow-up to be tailor-made to the interest of that person, right? They clicked yes initially, now they're interested, and then they get to just come into what we call our business ecosystem and teach people about what it is that we do. 
So I'm curious because I have studied this in the past, but I have not done so recently. And so I've been kind of playing alongside the same uh, parameters that I learned previously on what is the, what's an effective open rate? What's an effective click-through rate? Will you tell us? Do you know offhand? I'm uh, sure you do. It's your industry. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can't, but actually it's a very, it's a very misleading number. Oh, is it? Um, okay. Yeah, because now some of the Googles and the Yahoos and the Outlooks, whatever like that, they've started measuring open rates differently. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So sometimes I think Google in general about a year or so ago measured everything as being open, whether it was really opened or not. If they delivered the Hmm. email... They considered it open. So all of a sudden you get, oh, well, something could happen because my email rate went through the roof. It didn't really. Um, And it just, it just, it just depends. So the open rate is a misleading statistic that you should not give a lot of credence to. What really the most important is the clicks and the opt-ins and the people taking action. Right. And, and that could be anywhere from, I mean, I hear people brag about 2% click rates and, right. and that, that could, that could be a really good click. For, I mean, yeah. if you literally, I'm just using someone as an example, cause they sent, I don't know, they sent like, like 2000 emails and they yep. had a 2% you know, click yep. through rate. Um, and then someone's like, you know, should we, should we see that? Cause people think 2% of a click through rate is really low. And like, you know what? That, that's 2% that they wouldn't have had otherwise. Right. right. The whole thing was automated. And so that was, that was pure gravy. They were on vacation and they yeah, had that's so good. Or how many people clicking yep. through? Um, so it sort of depends on what your offer is, what your yep. business, how big your database is. And so yep. that number could really be all over the, the place. I have emails that I send. I just for a little side gig that I do. Um, I send like some weekly little scripture question thing. Yeah, a little I love thing. that. Um, and my click through rate on that is probably like five to 10%. Yeah. Um, which is, which is better than a 2%, but yeah. I'm not really selling much. I'm just sure. doing a different thing. Sure. Uh, but if you're, if you're selling stuff. Yeah. But, no, it's good. I, it's great I, feedback. I wouldn't even say a number, but probably depending on if you're selling stuff, two to five percent would be a good yeah. click rate. That's awesome. That's really great. And I think that gives people context too, because one thing I was thinking about, like what question would I would be asking if I didn't know what this was or I was just starting? would be, does this apply to me? Does this work for me? I'm, I'm in the coaching industry and then I also have a publishing house and then I also have a nonprofit. So let's say those are three different people coming and they're asking, Hey, Darren, I'm in the audience. Would this work for me? What's your answer? (laughs) (laughs) And he's not selling, he's granting your wish. Listen, I know the answer, but I think you need to hear the answer more clearly. I mean, the answer is, do you want to grow? Do you want to be successful? Do you want to do more than you are doing right now? And if so, the answer is yes. Yeah. Only because this is just a better, smarter way. That's like you saying, should I work better and smarter or not? (laughs) Well, if you have the opportunity, yes, work better and smarter. And this isn't, this isn't some crazy weird thing out in left field. This is what successful people are doing most Most coaches, consultants, authors, speakers, um, use automated marketing. I mean, the the majority, we have whatever, 20, 30,000 accounts. We have 100,000 users who use Keep on a daily basis. Most of them are in that sweet spot of coaches and consultants and authors and speakers and have digital products and and help people and memberships and courses and all that stuff. Because this is how you do that. Otherwise, if it's you just manually doing that, you're going to burn yourself out. That, right. that never is going to work, right? Right. Well, I even think about like um, my dentist does this, right? Like there's yeah. a lot of people who are, who are probably putting themselves outside of the boundary of like, ah, I don't need that. Or I only have a couple of clients a day. Like a law office could have, I mean, anybody really could utilize this to the umpteenth degree that would support um, people. I honestly even think about how, how much better of a relationship I would have with my kids' teachers and school 
if they did this. And they don't even have to, like, just once a week, like, just a reminder, just like a, hey, tell me more about the school, tell me a history, feature a teacher, right? And so it's school time, right? Everybody's going back to school, so it's in the forefront of my mind. But what, from a parental perspective, what from a relational perspective, I just think that there's so much information that one entity, whether you're an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur of a company, of a nonprofit, of a business, I could talk to Darren, Darren could talk to me for two weeks straight and I wouldn't learn everything about his company because there's so many stories inside of the stories. 100,000 people opening and utilizing this per day, that's 100,000 testimonies he could share with me. And so I just think that people need to open their mind in that regard, but also realize that from a biblical perspective, so let's go there, you've mentioned a couple of, of the connectivities of what God has done through this. God encourages this by sharing that my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And he has created, I believe, he's created software such as Keep, like social media, that people can look to and either cast to the side or say it's not for me or say I'm not techie. But God is like, hey, tap, tap, tap. I gave you this opportunity to turn on the microphone and create a podcast and speak to the world like worldwide to go to the nations and make disciples and you're choosing not to do it and now you're overwhelmed and not having the fruit that you expect to. How in your lens, both through all the communication and what you're doing now, do you see that biblical space kind of coming to life and the, the truth behind it? Uh, you know, I, I had never thought of it until you just mentioned the yoke thing. And that is, I love that analogy. <laughs> I just, that is so it because clearly... But there's an entrepreneur there. The entrepreneur's like, you know, I really wanted to work hard. I want to do what I can, but I don't have the tools. And keeps like, we, we have tools. We just, we want to help. Like if you can get both those people and yoke them together, guess yes. what? And what? One person knows more about them. One person knows more yes. about this. And together you're going. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're so being good. yoked. It's sort of like when we yoke ourselves to Christ. It's yeah. like, yeah, there's no better person to yoke yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to grow your? I, oh, I, I just now I'm, I feel like I'm. I'm comparing <laughs> you need to. Right I now. see a character commo- commercial coming out from Keep right now, and it's it's got a, a Christian innuendo. And let's do it. Let's yoke Keep and let's yoke the entrepreneur and be like, hey, this is easy. Hey, I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want these sacrilegious act like Keep is Christ because that is not it. But the whole point is, I mean, we're used to that. We're yeah. used to that going to church and saying, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to yoke sure. myself. Blah blah blah. And it's the same principle in a yeah. business. Yoke yourself to the the tools, the things that yeah. will help you get where you need to get that can then make up the, the lack yeah. of strength we have in some areas and, and they can do that. So. so let's talk about something that I think is a popular conversation right now, but also a critical one connected to AI and what you do through Keep. I'll be quiet because I could go down a whole rabbit hole. And I got saw you get so excited. So I know you got lots to say. I know, like my eyes started to <laughs> pop out of my head. Um, I, I, we just created something to Keep. They call the, uh, well, they just changed the name, like content creator or something. Okay, like that. okay. So, so it's, it's a machine, basically. Yep. And you sit down with the machine and you answer a bunch of questions. So yeah. you say, um, I'm, a, I'm a coach. I help I help parents get better relationships with their kids so they're all happy and whatever like that. Yeah, so yeah. You, and I work mostly with whatever. You, you talk sure, about stuff. Sure, now, it's great. Now the, the AI, this is all AI powered. The AI says, okay, we got a menu here. We got, we got 50 different things we can do. What would you like to do? And one of them is like a lead magnet download. And you say, yep. okay, let me do that lead magnet download. That's, that's, and so the AI, artificial intelligence says, Okay, we'll build you a landing page and a success page and a first email and a second email and a third email. We'll build you, we'll write you some copy for your website. We'll write you some copy for social media. Oh my gracious. Put all that together. Is that okay? You're like, yes, that's okay if you do that. And then you say, boom. And it, it does it. You and guys. Like, yeah. Like here's the, here's the landing page. Here's the sex sex page. Here's the, here's the first thing. And it not only builds it, see that you're getting me too excited. It puts it into a sequence. It builds them. So it says, okay, you just push go. We'll send this email. We'll wait two days. We'll send this email. We'll wait two days. We'll send this email. Oh this my heavens. And that, I mean, we, we, we say, you know, oh, I wish we knew how AI could help us. That's how it helps you. And it's built into keep to make your life easier. And you literally not that I don't 
don't love people and want all of our solopreneurs to have support and teams and camaraderie and all of that thing, but you just replaced someone for a fraction of the cost without the headache of management, by the way, that duplicates your time, right? If, if God is a God of multiplication, even to our time, our energy, our resources, he's going to do it through technology. I promise you, he already is, but we aren't looking to it because we think that it's secular. And I think there's like, ah, it just drives me crazy for the poverty mentality that can be struck on even churches who don't, who have a pastoral anointing, but they don't have the entrepreneurial anointing. They don't have the apostolic anointing. This is why we need to work together. This is what that looks like when you can take what is being given in an automation, in a support system, and parallel it because that's discipleship. We can create discipleship tools by using Keep based on what he just said. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole thing about like, like TV. Our, our TV can be used to further the word of Christ. Yes. And like, yes. like internet. I mean, send yes. email. You can, you can, you can strengthen, yep. you know, c- c- church communities. You, I mean, those are all so tools true. that we're doing to, to further the word of Christ and to, to make people stronger and all stuff and feel everyone's testament. Those are all technology. You can use it. Don't be, don't shy away from technology. Yes. It is there to help you. And if God puts something on your heart to do, he's going to give you the technology to get it out there. Oh my gosh, this is why tech is fun. You guys just learned how to sell, how to market, how to work smarter and not harder, how to have automation, how to connect with people in authenticity, because I think that's where a lot of people can get sticky in the AI. They're like, well, it doesn't really sound like me, uh, or I don't really feel like it's me doing the nurturing you still are going to be in connection with someone. And if you aren't because you're doing a business where you're not, I want to know what you're doing because that sounds nutty to me. And uh, yeah, I don't get it. But I I really believe that the transparency of the authenticity, the the true human-to-human connection is going to happen. And this is a way in which that happens. Darren, do you know offhand, I can't think of the, I don't want to say it off base, I know that it's evolved a ton since I started in the social digital kind of branding business space. I think initially it was like three touch points you could have before you ended up converting someone. Do you know what that touch point is now? I think it's nutty. Yeah, I mean it is, and and I heard that that it was three, and yeah. that was many years ago. Yeah, the problem the problem now is that how, how many touch points to get every yeah. day on your phone? How many yeah. touch points like just like through emails or advertisements yeah. on Facebook yeah. or on, on or radio? The number of touch points that people are reaching out has gone exponentially yeah. through the roof. So I had heard that it certainly had gone up to seven, and I've heard some people say it's like twenty one. Yeah, but it's excess of twenty. Yeah, um, and and I'm just and if it is that. Yeah, and, and there's no reason not to believe it. Right, you can't do that on your own. No, um, not effectively, and not if you are trying to grow. Right, right. Grow. If you're trying to grow and you want to do that effectively, so you just automate those touch points. Yeah. If you can automate the 21 touch points, then then yeah. it's there. So um, I I do know like a couple of statistics. I think that um, of all sales that happen. Mm-hmm. The more than half of them happen after at least five touch points. Some yeah. some certainly happen early, but the sure. majority of times it has to be at least five before a sale is made. The majority of people reach out twice and then never reach out again, wow. and then can't figure out why why they're not growing wow. because they're reaching out twice, and it takes at least five to twenty one times before someone. And I see this all the time when I'm coaching from an email, not an email marketing perspective, from a social media perspective, and they've yet to really develop their email marketing, um, that they're like, well, I made a post last week. I'm like, okay, so 1% of your market saw your post. So you're 100 friends, you're 1,000 friends. Let's say you have a million. They saw, 1% saw it. What were you asking them to do? Because we know even on social media, the click-through rate there is incredibly low. And so nobody, basically you're telling me you did nothing. That's what you're telling me. And so this is why that like um, evolution, this opportunity to get them to come in closer, it's like courting, right? I, I talk about it like dating, just like the marketing funnel that people talk to. It's like you're taking them from this exterior into this internal dialogue, into this discipleship opportunity to say, hey, come follow me. 
But we're thinking simply by putting one post that we've done our due diligence today and my business is still failing if you're just doing that. Email marketing has to be coupled with every everything that we're doing. Yeah, I got I to say, because you mentioned social media, and I think I get so frustrated by people who say, yo, I'm active on social media. When you are active on social media, you are completely at the mercy of Facebook or Instagram, whatever, to show your post to other people, because most people will never see it. Never. Like you said, like a 1%. Never. Most people will never see it. So, so you're relying on someone else. If you email marketing, if you can somehow get that person into your list, now you control the conversation. You yep. are in control of what you send out and they're going to see it and they'll, they'll, it'll get into their inbox. You yep. know they're going to have a chance to see it. Whereas if it's Facebook, you don't have any control over that. So you make a post on Facebook saying, hey, connect with me on my LinkedIn. Here's a free stuff. So do whatever you can on LinkedIn. But the whole goal off of, not LinkedIn or social. Sure, sure, sure. Anywhere, anywhere, yeah. The whole, the whole goal is to get them to connect with you, to come yeah. to a landing page, to come to a web form, to come to something where they say, yes, I want to be part of your community. I want to get your free offer. I want to be part of your mailing list. I want you to stay in touch with me and nurture me and continue to teach me the things that you have to offer. So do whatever you can, but the whole goal is to get them in the database, in the CRM, in the email list, so you can control the conversation. I don't know about y'all, but I'm like, I don't want to do anything else for the rest of the week. I want to fix all of my automations. I want to make them all great. I'm going to push them all to keep. You guys better be thinking of the same thing to do. I was listening. Do you know Myron Golden, Darren? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he was talking in his Boss Moves book that he has about making sure that we, um, before we try to level up our business, we're, we're constantly trying to grow, but we're not necessarily clearing the rooms of said level before we try to grow. And I think email marketing is literally at level one. I think that there's like a lot of companies who had success and they've grown, but then they're like, they're flailing. And I think if they go back to level one and they clear this room and it's constant, it's something that I'm constantly touching point on, right? I have a new promotion. I have something new. I'm going to add in, but it does it for me on all the other times that I'm not thinking about it. And I'm focused on something else. I think email marketing is, is a sweet spot that people just avoid. It is, um, I, I think a CRM and an email marketing are foundational tools. Yeah. That, that is, you, I mean, you really can't do anything unless you've yeah. got something there. Yeah. Some of the things are, are nice extra bells and whistles yeah. and some advanced automations and landing pages and calendar links and, and some of these other cool things. Yeah. But if you don't have a robust CRM, with list segmentation and, and information in there so that allows you to email people the right information. Yep. I mean, that is, that is, that's building your, that's building your house on an, the on foundation. the sand. There it is. Rock, yeah, right. I mean, so like, good. and you can't go, why did my house wash away? Yeah. You know, because you were a foolish man building your house on the sand instead of on a foundational tool, like a rock. So that rock, get your, get your email list and your emails and get that figured out. Cause that's, a foundational tool. That's so good. Man, Darren, you're so much fun. I'm excited to be in person with you eventually. We're going to have a loud experience, but more so importantly, just that the positivity for people. I hope that as you're listening to this, you don't hear tech like wah, 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 like the Charlie Brown teacher, but you hear it as an awesome invitation to grant wishes for people. Like that totally just like blows my mind, changes my energy towards it, and it should activate you. So for the listeners, how should they start? What do they do? Is there a code? Is there a, what do we, where do we go? Uh, you know, if, if someone wants more information, because I'd love to be able to help them more. Um, if they just want to, they can send me an email at ta at keep.com. I'll okay. see that. I'll follow up with you. I'll send you to a link. We, we want to make sure that we are sending you to the right link with the right opportunity to be able to help you out. So if anybody has any questions, just send me an email, ta at keep, K-E-A-P dot com. Uh, you can always go to keep.com and, and browse around and look a little bit there. Yeah. But reach out to me because we... I'll, I'll let people know if you just go to the keep.com website, you can sign up through keep that way. But I've, I've got some special opportunities that nobody else has that we do just because of our relationship and stuff. So I love go, that. go look around, but send me an email. I'd love to be able to help you and learn, make, learn a little more about you and make sure we've got the right thing for you. So good. Y'all, I don't know if this was also an automation, but TA are my initials. So just remember that. Tamara Andress at keep.com. TA. <laughs> So I'm like, this is, did he just create that? I had to, I had to say yeah. it out loud. <laughs> yes, it was just for you. 
It was just for you, Tamara. I been, well, I wasn't I was sure if you were trying to list, uh, create a list segmentation. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. We're, we're, we're tech nerding out right now. We're talking about, we're having tech jokes on the Fit and Faith podcast today. <laughs> Man, Darren, this has been so good. And I think, I hope of all the things that the people who are listening, because we do have the faith lens of how the Lord wants us to operate effectively as entrepreneurs, as founders, innovators, and trailblazers, that you see that there is ease and there are solutions and we don't have to hit our head against a brick wall. This is a way to go and make fishers of men. I'm telling you, people come in and they interact. And I'm sure there's a ton of other information and resources that Darren can give us connected to like, what are effective strategies when you're emailing? What's the best thing? What are the open rate? All of that. So make sure that you get infused because there's a lot more information in this man than he has provided today in the last 45 minutes. I know it. Can I, can I give you a, my favorite thing? Don't ever email someone who hasn't opened in 60 days. Because if you do that, the emails won't get, it, it hurts, this is my favorite tip, it hurts your ability to get in anybody's email box. Come on. Because the and the Yahoo's and Outlook's, they look and they say, you're sending too many emails that are not getting opened, so we're going to send all of your stuff to junk and spam and promotions. So just my little tip for you right wow. there. Wow. But don't, so just make sure your list is clean and healthy. Come on. I love, and that's a whole nother training, you guys. Clean and healthy list and how to manage it and how to, yep, yep. All right. I need more. We're going to have to do this again. Darren, you're incredible. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate you so much. It's been my pleasure being with you here. (laughs) Bye, y'all. All All right. Quick interruption, but actually it's not really an interruption. It's an invitation. It's an invitation for you to come deeper, not just be a podcast listener that we really never get to interact with, but be a part of the family. Be a part of the foundation of what the Founder Collective is heart premised on. And that's Ephesians 2.19, that we are found in Him, that we are a family and operating as one on the foundation of Christ with Him as our chief CEO, our chief cornerstone. And what does that look like? How can you come in further? Well, we have a weekly Founder Collective call. That's a Zoom call. We'd love for you to be a part of it. It's open conversation, similar to how we have this podcast talking about business practices and truth principles and how we're actually living a life on purpose and in the presence of God consistently. And we want you to be in on the us because we want to make way for your message, for your movement to be known and to be equipped and to also be resourced. We love sharing resources, which is what we do in that weekly call. So you're invited. You're invited. Come one, come all to all the things. If you need more information, I'm sure wherever you're listening to this or seeing this, you can get it in the link. So look, go a little deeper, go a little further into what God is calling you into. This is a summoning. This is a call. This is a roundup for you to also be fully founded in him as a founder in the Founder Collective. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us and this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network, which is obviously why we got connected and are so grateful to be a part of the community. They have shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Some of mine that I listen to on a regular basis are on Life Audio. Even some of our community members who have been a part of the Fit and Faith team through our coaching or different organizations, they're there too. So I definitely want to drive you over there, check it out. And thanks again, Life Audio, for being you. Hello, hello, Quinice Petway here, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. Are you someone who loves to take a deep dive into God's word one verse at a time to explore his will for your life and desire to draw closer to him? If that sounds like you, I'd love to invite you to head over to lifeaudio.com and search your daily Bible verse to tune in and subscribe for daily inspiration, life application, and spiritual transformation through the in-depth exploration of God's Word.